0: Hey everyone, on today's show, please welcome from CBS's Big Brother 23, Brittany D'Angelo.
1: Hey everyone, what's up YouTube? I'm on the Mike Rand Show, ready to wrap this for you. It's your girl Brittany, you know. I'm absolutely stoked to be here with you today. I'm expecting the laughs, but especially the party. What's up Mike, so excited to be here today.
0: Welcome to the Mike Rand Show. And today's special guest is from CBS's Big Brother 23. Please welcome Brittany D'Angelo. Hey, Brittany, how are you? Hi, Mike.
1: I'm so good. How are you?
0: Good. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us here today.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this. You gave me an excuse to wear a really comfy sweater, which is awesome.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. We're going to have a great time today, everybody. We're yes. going to talk about Big Brother. But first, be sure to click like on this video, subscribe to this channel and click the notification button. Follow me on YouTube. But now Brittany, back to you. Now, what I wanna know first is before Big Brother- Yeah. you a kindergarten teacher. So yes.
1: tell so, us about that. Okay, so it's so funny because I, I've never had my own classroom before. And I told Big Brother when I was going, like what my job description would be, I told them to put future teacher because I've only ever student taught before. Like I've never had my own room because I just got my master's degree this past May. And so I student taught in sixth grade and I student taught in kindergarten. And then they put on my profile that I was a kindergarten teacher. And it's just so funny because I was like, I've never officially taught my own classroom of kindergartners, I would totally be down to, Um, but no, I've been, I just, I knew I had a passion for teaching, obviously had to give up my eligibility for teaching this school year because of Big Brother, because it went into October, Um, but no, I'm really excited to hopefully next year have my own classroom that is preferably like a three through sixth grade area.
0: Okay, awesome. Now, what if those kids recognized you from Big Brother? Are you going (laughs) to tell them you're too young to be watching Big Brother?
1: You know, mm, kindergartners. Yeah. They'd be a little bit too young. I'll be honest, but you know, some of them, honestly, like I was in Disney the other weekend and I I had some six-year-olds, the cutest six-year-olds come up to me and tell me that they would watch big brother with their family. So I feel like, cause the, cause the show itself is pretty family friendly. I would say, I mean, I haven't watched the season back, so I can't refute or deny that. Um, but there, there may be a few swear words in there that will just have to cover their ears. Um, but no, honestly, like if my kindergartners watch it, that'd be hilarious. I know all of my dance students though. They all watched it. Cause I also teach dance at a local studio here in the falls and every one of them watched it despite their age did not matter. <laughs> they were all watching it. Mind you, a lot of my girls that I teach the youngest that I usually teach are 10 year olds. Yeah, so yeah. that's a little bit more like not that swearing is age appropriate for 10 year olds, but they all watched it anyway. So
0: Well, it's fun because it's a a giant competition game, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's- I'm sure these
0: younger kids love watching Big Brother.
1: You know, they really had so much fun. My girls, I just went back in to teach for the first time on Monday and they had so many questions for me in terms of the show and the competitions and are these people really nice in real life? They were so funny about it.
0: (laughs) But now I'm going to wonder, which is going to be the tougher interview, going through me or going through those kindergartners?
1: You know- that's a good question. Um, I mind you, because it, it's crazy. Because the school that I student taught at for kindergarten is now actually a sister school. It's actually a three to six now, and so my kindergartners are at two different schools in the falls um, because it, like two schools went pre K three to two, and then my school that I student taught at is now a three to six. So I don't know if I w- end up running into one of them. I'm sure they will be like Miss D'Angelo from Big Brother. I'm sure one of them will say it. <laughs> But they're so cute. I loved my kindergartners.
0: So can you tell us, how did you get cast in Big Brother?
1: Yeah, so very interestingly, so really don't know how that happened. Um, I applied for season 22, ended up making it to the semifinals, then got cut. But then season 23, I was in the crux of my master's program, just finished a five course load work in a master's program and said, you know what? I'm going to put in a video on a whim. And that's exactly what I did. Um, December 17th, I put in my audition tape. February 26th, I got my first text message from a casting director being like, Hey, we like you would love to see you go far in the casting process. Um, not really thinking that that would mean me going on big brother. Um, it was a running joke in my family of like when I would get cut. Like that was the running joke in my household as to when would really get cut in this casting process. And we started betting each other as to when that was going to happen. Um, but then it never did. And it just kept going and going. And then June 26th, I was taken from Niagara Falls and flown to LA.
0: Awesome. And were you a fan of the show before?
1: Oh, of course. I've been a fan of the show since I was 18. Um, Once I saw season 16 with Derek and Cody, saw the hit men in action, that's when I wanted to join and season 16 started it all for me.
0: Tell us what it was like your first day in the house and who did you go into the house with?
1: Yeah. So I went into the house with Aza, Alyssa and Whitney and going into the house. I mean, it was just, it was surreal. Like you dream of walking into that big brother house And our Big Brother house, I'm not even going to lie, was probably one of the best decorated Big Brother houses and one of the best themes ever. Um, So just you walk in and you just see the big beach balls, you see beach house, you see no risk, no reward above your head. It's just so cool. But really, when I walk in the house, I can't even have time to like process it because I see the no risk and reward, no reward. I see the beach sign, I see the memory wall, and then we have to go compete right off the bat. So we have no time to like stop. And so I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like we got this. Um, But no, it was so, it was so incredible because it was like the dream is finally coming true. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Awesome. And tell us what was your strategy going into the Big Brother house and how did it change when you saw who your competitors were?
1: Yeah. So my strategy coming into the big brother house was to form a lot of genuine, amazing relationships with people, um, both game wise and also personal wise. I wanted to make sure that people felt comfortable coming to me to talk to me about different things. Um, I also wanted to make a lot of small alliances and then hopefully get myself in a big alliance. Um, obviously the big alliance one did not happen, but the small alliances did and the genuine relationships absolutely did. Um, so that, I mean, most of my plan worked, but ultimately my strategy definitely changed because I was put on the block four times out of six weeks. So I had to start playing my game on the block. I had to start trying to navigate the game through having this unsolicited time with everyone in the house because I was on the block and because I was in a vulnerable position. I knew I was never going home, but that did not mean that I was not going to use that to my advantage and get every conversation I could on people.
0: How did it change your strategy, knowing that there was a team aspect to it? Because you you didn't think there was going to be a team aspect going into the house, correct?
1: No, absolutely not. For me, teams definitely definitely changed the game for me. I mean, obviously, I thought we were going to be going in as 16 individuals. Then you are put with a set team. And for me, teams, logistically speaking, in a game perspective, actually hurt my game. Because I had Frenchie, two cook-up members, and myself. So, with Frenchie's Funhouse week one, nobody was really interested in working with our team after that because Frenchie and made deals with everyone at that point. I love you, Frenchie, for watching this. Um, but Frenchie made so many deals at that point that nobody wanted or was interested in working with the jokers the jokers at that point were the outcasts of the four teams um but then you have like the kings and queens and Derek x making the royal flush because those were teams that were solidified and then once frenchie left we were kind of frenchies leftovers in terms of still no team wanted to work with us um but no and, and on the other hand though i wouldn't have picked a different name because my team became my family and even after teams stopped i still stayed very loyal to my team because i was going to because those were my people, that was my family. Big D and Aza were my family in that house. And there was no way that I was gonna go against them no matter what happened.
0: Yep, and like you said, you were a part of the Jokers. So right. tell us what it was like week one with Frenchie in the house and everything that ensued that first week.
1: Oh, it was Frenchie's fun house, Frenchie's reign of terror, whatever you would like to call it. Um, Aza and I hid in the boat room in our bedroom uh, under the covers and said, get us when it's done because we were safe and we did not want any part of whatever the hell was happening so no it was just tough because as team members we should have known or at least had an idea of what was going on Frenchie had told us that he wanted to talk with us about what was going to happen that first week never had a conversation with us about the nominations um and we were all genuinely surprised to what the nominations were and other teams came up to us afterwards and were like did you know And we were like nope Nope. Like we had no clue. Um, but other people that weren't on the Jokers did know what was going to happen with the nominations and did know what was going to happen with the replacement nominee before we even knew. So it was just a very rocky week because he, like I said, he made a lot of deals that he couldn't keep. Um, and unfortunately that hurt him and our team the next week because obviously Frenchie was a target and I ended up going next to him.
0: Yep. And unfortunately for you, you were up for eviction four times times during the course of the show
1: very so, true <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's go through some of those times so the first time yeah was between you and Frenchie Kylan put true. you on the block correct yep mm-hmm. so you survived that it survived that
1: home. 11 11 to 1 yeah thank you big d for that saving vote for Frenchie <laughs>
0: then the second time it was between you and Brent yep and Xavier was head of household that's very that true hmm Third time now was you and Sarah Beth, right? It was
1: me and Sarah Beth. Uh, Derek X put us both on the block, but I ended up taking myself off before the eviction night.
0: Yep. So tell us how you were able to take yourself off the block that week.
1: Yeah. I won the golden power of veto. I shook my head really, really fast. And I finally had a competition that was in my control to do as many reps as I could in a certain amount of time. And I just knew that I had to win it and I beat everyone. And that was a beast of a comp for me. It was a huge win. First female to win a golden power of veto and first female to win a major comp in the season. So I was proud.
0: Yep. Awesome. And then your final time on the block was with Derek F. And it was Kylan who was head of household again. Mm -hmm. But before all that, you did get to play in the high rollers room.
1: I did get to play in the high rollers room one time.
0: Yep. During week six. Mm -hmm. And so basically what they did is America got to vote who got certain money so you can play games in the room. And you were one of the couple people that actually got a hundred dollars, which was I
1: was one of the hundred dollar (laughs) people.
0: So America voted for you. So tell us what it was like in the high rollers room. And when you found out that you got a hundred dollars.
1: Oh my God. I can literally go back to that moment so vividly. Um, I, everyone in the house had told me that they thought I was going to receive a hundred and I was like, well, look, the only reason that I'm going to be receiving a hundred is, is for two reasons. Number one, if America really thinks I'm in trouble, which I was, and number two, if they really liked my veto win the week before, maybe that gave me some brownie points of America and maybe that scored me some kudos points. Um, but then I go in the high rollers room, I click my card and it says a hundred dollars and I freak out. Like I, that reaction that they showed that was 15 seconds was actually five minutes long of me running around that high rollers room just so excited. I, I truly just couldn't believe it. I was so, sh- I was so stunned but I was so thankful because I was like, America likes me. America thinks I'm cool, but also America thinks I need help and they are correct. And I was like, I was just going ham. It was so funny, but no, the high rollers room was so cool. Um, I, I don't regret not playing in Vito Derby. I don't regret saving my money because I was going to go with the deal that Colin and I had made together. Um, but no, I just, I it was so cool. Like to get hundred BB bucks from America be voted in the top three. It was awesome. I loved it. <laughs>
0: And now during the competition, you know, there were many alliances going on in the house and you were part yep. of the Joker's Alliance, but did you have any other alliances throughout the season and who did yes. you trust the most in the house?
1: Yeah, so I had the Kingslayers Alliance, which Ozza created, it was myself, Azza, Claire and Tiffany, I had the Silent Assassins, which was Claire, Tiffany and myself. I had a final two with Christian. I had an unspoken agreement with DX in terms of like, I wasn't coming after him. He wasn't coming after me, but we had a really great relationship because he was trying to save me week six. Him and Claire were really rallying all the troops to try and get me to stay over big D that week. Um, I had a really good relationship with Alyssa starting week four. And Xavier, I would say, starting after our HOH week, we had a really solid relationship. Um, And then Chad and I also started to have a really good game relationship as well. Um, Starting right around week three with everything happening with Brent, we were really able to, I I was, she was really able to open up to me that week. And from there, we just, we had a really great bond from that point on. So I, I would say all of those people.
0: Did you ever get confused with all the alliances you were in
1: and No about,
0: no uh-oh I I may goof up and say the wrong thing to the wrong person and and spoil it
1: no, because I, whenever I would go into a conversation, I would always prop myself. I always knew who exactly who I was talking to because you can't, you cannot afford to make that mistake in the big brother house. You have one shot you cannot afford to make a silly mistake as to messing up your alliances and trying to figure out what you should have said instead of what you did. Um, but no, honestly, I had such a different relationship though with everyone that I, I knew my comfortability level with everyone was different. So.
0: What was your favorite game to play in the house? <sighs>
1: I got to either go with Kingdom of Carlock just because I want it or Fun Tan Lotion. Fun Tan Lotion was so much fun. I had so much fun playing that. That was the week two veto competition. It was so fun. Like I literally wiped out and it was the best. I just, I love Fun Tan.
0: And which competition did you hate the most?
1: The Wall. Well, okay, here's the thing. The the wall was my favorite HOH comp to play in because I was the one that lasted the longest. And that's not even a lie. Um, it was the longest HOH comp that we had played, but also it was just, it was, it was so, it was so cool because obviously, like being a BB super fan, like you want to play the wall. Like you definitely want to do the wall. But the wall hurt, the wall sucked on your body. I literally just I was giving every part of my body into that wall, and it did nothing. So That wall was, was killing me slowly. Not really, but it was just deteriorating my body very, very slowly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was there any competition that if you had stayed in longer, you really wish you would have been a part of?
1: Yeah. The one that happened right after I got evicted, that balance beam competition that I would have beasted had I been in the house pissed. Um, I literally am an ex gymnast. I would have ran across those balance beams. Like it was the floor um it just it would have been the easiest competition for me in my life it would not have been a contest i would have just won it um and oh god i'm just that competition would have been super fun obviously bb comics um i would have loved to play in micro cocktail even though i think i would have sucked at micro cocktail um but i would have loved to play in bb comics um i would have loved to do the egg one that would have been cool but no i i really like it was just fun
0: what did, what did you miss most about regular life being in the Big Brother house? Was there anything besides, obviously, family and friends that you missed doing that you couldn't do anymore?
1: Yeah, I um, besides family and friends, because obviously that was number one and number two, I would say I, I had to drop my Bar League softball team to come out and play. Um, and they obviously had no idea that I was doing the show cause I was not allowed to tell them. And oh, I actually went back in time in my text message chain and I looked at all of their messages from the bench warmers. So shout out to the bench warmers who are watching this right now. Um, I went back in time to when I got on the show and they were like, uh, yeah, so Brittany's not going to be on the team for the rest of the year. She's actually going to be on a TV show on CBS. <laughs> and they were like, what? Like they just couldn't believe it. Um, But I'm a second baseman for that team. So I really did miss that. And I also missed my girls at dance. I missed being able to, I was going to teach over the summer if I had been home. um, So I I missed being able to teach them. And also the world championships for my karate federation are in July of every year, which is something again, I had to miss. So which was fine because that I will go next year and everything will be okay. Um, But I just, I miss being able to compete. So Couple things that I had to miss out on. Oh, and my aunt's wedding. I was supposed to be a bridesmaid at my aunt's wedding. Um, So I had to defer my spot in that as well.
0: What would you say was the most fun you've had in the house? And what were some of the things that you did to pass the time?
1: Oh my God. I mean, Mafia was so fun. We would play every version of Mafia humanly possible in that house. I mean, Hollywood Mafia, Jungle Mafia. We tried a Mean Girls Mafia at one point. Just like, it was so much fun. Like regular Mafia. Then you had Travis Mafia. Like you had all the Mafias but it was so much fun to play mafia in the house because it was just the time where everybody could just like decompress and unwind and and not care about what was happening and just in the game and just relax with each other we did a lot of improv games in the house which were super fun to do because obviously i'm theater so i love improv um but those are really really fun to do a lot of chess in the house i got pretty good at chess not gonna lie i think i'm a chess champ i'm not really but i would like to consider myself one um, but no, just a lot of like, really like funny things like tanning at the pool side or playing a lot of pool or doing pool tournaments. Or we had this one game where that Frenchie created where everyone got a signed ball. And when you hit that person's ball in, they had to do a dare. So my dare that I had to do was I had to do a rap for X and I ended up doing that rap. So it was, it was so fun. We just, we created the most abnormal games. Oh, we also played among us in the house. We did that. Um, we just played so many weird games and they were great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how stressful was it for you being on the block so many times and how did you make it to eviction night, you know, to, trying to think of strategies to stay in what you had yeah. to say to people?
1: Well, the good thing a lot, I mean, besides that last week that I was in the house when I was evicted. The great thing about the other three weeks was that I knew that I wasn't going home. Like I knew that I was staying against Frenchie. I knew that I was staying against Brent and I knew that I would stay against SB had I stayed on the block. But on the other hand of that token, my, the stress was definitely still there because when you're on the block, that stress doesn't go away. It does get easier as the weeks go on. I will say, because at that point you're just kind of used to it. Um, So by DX week, I was just used to it. Um, but then it was nice though. Cause I got a heads up with Xavier. I got the heads up cause I volunteered to go on the block next to a King with DX. So I just, I knew that it was coming, which also kind of helped me process it. But no, I mean, you still go through all the emotions as if you're going to be sent out the door because you're not safe on the block until Julie Chen tells you the person next to you is going home. So it definitely was tough trying to manage the stress, but I think I did a pretty good job at it. Some people cracked on the block. I was not one of those people. Um, I just took it one day at a time and and really used that unsolicited one-on-one time with everyone for as long as I wanted it in groups or by themselves to gain as much information as I needed to and to further my relationships going into the next week.
0: The week that you went home, were you surprised by your eviction
1: that week? No, no, because something to me was off because Big D did not have to campaign at all. And everyone was still 50-50, even going into Thursday with Big D not campaigning at all and me giving them all these reasons as to why I should stay. I came up with a six-point plan the week that I was evicted. Even Chada and Tiffany came into the jury house and said that I had the best campaign to stay. Like, my campaign just made sense for every reason in the book. Um, and so it was tough. But, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a shock to me. I did get ahead to about an hour and a half before eviction that I was going home and that it was going to be me. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game and you, we signed up for this game where you potentially could get evicted. So I was not shocked. I was upset, of course. Um, but no, I, I saw it coming. I did. I was finding my butt off and it seemed to work for some people, but it wasn't working for the majority, which was okay.
0: When you, when you did get sent home did you feel that there was anyone that was in an alliance that you weren't aware of, or you thought like these people must be working together and I'm just not in their alliance.
1: Yeah, I I felt that way about Tiffany, because Tiffany was in, like I said earlier, Tiffany was in two alliances with me, and with the Kingslayers and the Silent Assassins, and it was so odd to me that Claire was fighting so hard for me to say, but Tiffany was not. Um, Tiffany was was hearing me through, but she wasn't really solidifying the fact of like, hey- I want you to say, and obviously voted against me staying and kept big D for now reasons that I know of. Um, But no, I was surprised. I was like, Tiffany's got to be working with more people than I think she is. And she's got to be covered by more people if she had no problem sending me out of the door the way she did. So Tiffany was the only one. And then I knew that Xavier was in a great position because Xavier never had to say anything. Xavier was one of the only people that actually did not come up to me that last day that I was in the house and say, hey, I'm not voting to keep you for reasons X, Y, and Z. He just hugged me and said, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? He just, he didn't have to say anything to me. He didn't.
0: So once you went to the jury house, you were the first one, first yep. member of the jury. So you had to spend a week alone in the jury house, right?
1: I did. I what did you
0: do all week in the jury house? I'm
1: telling you, Mike, that was the, be- I'm telling you that was one of the best weeks in the jury house. Um, I just, it was so nice because I was the only person in the game that got a week to myself. You know, so I was able to decompress and just relax. It was amazing for me to like be able to sing in a house again without being told stop singing or like dance in the house or there. We had an elliptical there so I could finally like work out and really get a good sweat in because it was kind of hard on the bikes. Like the bikes are fine, but they're not ellipticals or treadmills. Um, and I got to cook for myself. Finally, I got to eat clean because I had the energy to do so. I got the outside 24 seven. That was the biggest difference. Cause I am a huge person. I'm like vitamin D feel me, please. Um, and we couldn't do that in the BB house. Cause we only got the outside for one day, maybe two, if we were lucky, but in the jury house, we got it every day. And so that was just amazing. And we also got unlimited Netflix and Amazon prime in the big brother house or in the, in the jury house not the BB house in the jury house. Um, and I watched nine and a half seasons of Grey's anatomy. So it was pretty great. But no, jury was, it was a great processing place. It was a great place to just decompress and relax and, and really take the game in. And I made that house my house. It was no longer the jury house. It's Britt's house and everybody else is living in it.
0: Now, who did you think was going to be the next member of the jury once you got in there?
1: I thought it was going to be Kylan, Alyssa, or Sarah Beth were my guesses. I thought that after, however, I mean, obviously with Kylan being the HOH, Sarah Beth wasn't going to get touched. Um, but after the way she acted in week five, I really thought that Sarah Beth had put a really big target on her back where if she had, did not win the HOH, she was coming to me and I couldn't believe it was Derek <laughs>
0: <laughs> Now, who did you think once you did go in the, in the jury house and you were the only one there, who did you think at that point in the competition was going to be the final two?
1: Um, Xavier and someone next to him. Xavier and someone didn't matter who that someone was. It was Xavier and someone. Yeah. I just, I knew that Xavier had set him up so well. And I knew that no one was going to be spited by him in jury. I wasn't spited by him. I thought I respected and every single press interview that I did, Mike, I said that Xavier was playing the best game so far. And I, I hold to that. I thought that he was playing an amazing game. Obviously didn't know who created the master plan that we, now we had figured out in weeks along in jury. um, And that had been Tiffany and Tiffany would have had a very good chance of getting my vote had she been in that final two. But no, I really thought that it was gonna be Xavier. And I was obviously hoping Big D or Aza was gonna take that second seat. And they did. So go jokers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was there anybody who, who who were you most surprised at to see walk through the jury house?
1: Derek X. Derek X. Because I didn't obviously see the cookout. But once Derek X got to jury, we started to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, we figured out, I figured out the duos portion. Kylan had said to him in his goodbye message that there had been a secret alliance that was created day one where no member of the alliance has been evicted yet. And we put together that that had to be X, Aza, Tiffany, and Kai. And we didn't know about Big D and Hannah. But then I figured out the duos. I said that Kylan's was SB, Tiffany's was Claire, X was Alyssa's. And then I said, Oz's was big D, but Oz's was me. I don't know why I was thinking that one. Oz's was me. Um, But no, we started figuring it out slowly, but I was shocked to see Derek X because Derek X obviously was eligible to win that HOH because that would have meant that he would have had to lose an HOH in a veto. And he didn't even get to compete in that veto, which was sucked. And he didn't play in the high rollers room, which he totally should have, but that's okay. May bygones be bygones, but I'm glad that he at least, He made it one more week than I did, but I was not happy seeing there.
0: And when everybody got eliminated and came into the jury house, you got to watch how they got eliminated. So did you watch like the entire episode that us at home got to watch?
1: No, so we just watched the competitions and the ceremonies, not the speeches though. The only speeches we saw were finale night or no. No, we didn't even get to see finale night speeches. No, we literally just got to see competition, like the HOH competition nomination ceremony, veto, veto ceremony, finale, or like the, end, like the end of the week, Thursday live show. That's all we saw. So it was very quick, quick, quick. Sometimes sometimes they would let us watch the HOH competition. Sometimes they would let us watch the veto, but other times they would just skip to who won it.
0: And now when you were sitting there on finale night and everybody was gathered together and yeah. you didn't know who the next person that just got eliminated was Yep, walk out, who did you think was going to walk out? I
1: this thought that it could have, have been, or? I thought it could have been Aza or Big D. I didn't think that X was getting eliminated. Um, I just didn't, I didn't think, but also the only way that I thought X could have gotten eliminated was if Aza had won that final part and had taken Big D. Obviously not knowing what happened in the seven days leading up to that final HOH, um, X had no chance of getting evicted at all. Azza was taking him and X was obviously taking himself. Um, so I, I thought that it was going to be AZA unless she won that final HOH, unfortunately, because I did not want to see her in jury.
0: Yep. And then on finale night, um, you know, people got to reveal certain things. Now, did it yes. surprise you um, some of the things that got revealed, like that Xavier was a lawyer and certain other people's occupations? What surprised you that night?
1: Yeah. So, um, it was funny cause all the jury ones I knew because we shared them at our like jury session. So Chata's I knew Claire's I knew and SB's I knew did not know that big D was, uh, smoking Joe Frazier's, uh, last son did not know that one. I was shocked, especially as the martial artist in me, I was like, what the heck? Um, that's crazy. Um, with X being a lawyer, I knew it. I knew that X was a lawyer. No. Cause I remember distinctly day three, I was talking about my sister, Anna, and I was talking about the fact that she is a 2L at the University of Florida. And if you are not a law student or have a person in your family who's a law student, you have no idea what 2L means. And X was the only one that turned his head. 2L means second year law student. Um, and X was the only one that like peeked his head up. And I was like, okay, hello. Yeah, huh. There was no way he was just a bartender. No way. No way no. he was just a bartender. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and just like Tiffany had mentioned how he would go to bed earlier.
1: Oh my and, God. He would go to bed time. at like 12, like, <laughs> like maybe, maybe like 11, 11, 30, 12. We were, he went to bed the earliest out of everyone. Wow. For sure. <laughs>
0: And then that finale night, you've revealed something as well. What did you share with the world? I
1: did. I revealed two things finale night. I revealed that I was a fourth degree black belt and three time world champion in the Chuck Norris system. I also revealed that when I was 22 months old, I was diagnosed with autism. Um, And it was something both of those I had been saving until finale night to share. And I was so honored that I had the opportunity to um, see myself talk about the karate, but then be able to make up my own script and and talk about me and talk about the most vulnerable part of me and I was just honored to have that opportunity.
0: And why was that really important for you to share that with everyone?
1: I mean it was so important because that is like I said it's the most vulnerable part of me. It is something that I am so proud of the journey that I have had and I'm so proud of the fact that I was the first female to my knowledge to be cast on the show with autism. And that me being cast on this show is just breaking even more barriers and walls down for the neurodiversity community. And I'm honored, you know what I mean? I'm honored to have been, been the first and I should not have been the first. There should have been many before me. You know, it's, it's, it's been on for 23 seasons at this point, but I'm honored to have began that conversation in terms of disabilities don't define you. They are a part of you, but you're so much more than the label. And I think that's a, it's a huge thing that we have to drive home. And it's also key because I didn't want the house guests judging me for it, Obviously. I've, I've shared my story a lot of times in terms of people reacting really well to me, telling them that I have autism. And unfortunately the opposite has happened as well, which has not been the greatest. Um, but they all accepted me with open arms for it. And they were all truly shocked, which was crazy for me. Cause I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm glad you all were shocked. Cause I don't, I don't present as someone having autism. I present very normal. Um, but I deal with it every single day and I live with autism and there are things that I deal with on a day-to-day basis that are harder for me than others, you know? And there were different things in the house that I had to do in terms of coping strategies and some vocalization and perseveration and perception things that I would use strategies in the house to allow me to play the game the way I did. And I showed everyone that you can play too. If I can do it, all of you can too. And that is something that has meant so much to me, especially coming outside of the house where I've had thousands of people reach out to me about their stories with their either their children or themselves or parents or grandparents or adults living with autism of just telling me their stories and, and just saying how much I inspired them or how much I gave them hope that everything's going to be okay. And I, I just feel honored to be in that position. I really do.
0: Yep. I mean, this was a historic season, a season of so many firsts, you know, that happened in the house. And what advice would you give to somebody who would want to go on Big Brother?
1: Yeah, my main advice for somebody who would want to go on Big Brother is do it. (laughs) Um, Do it, number one. And number two, just be authentic and be real. What the casting producers really want to see is they want to see you be you. And they don't want to see you be a facade or they don't want to see you be a character. They want to see you be just you. Because a huge argument for me going into the casting process was there is no one that you've had no one on your show like me. And I still stand by that. I think I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm Brittany and there's no one like me that has played the game before or at least just me wise. Um, I really just didn't see myself in any prior house cast. I was like, I just feel like I'm so different and that's okay because different is great. Different is good. We should be celebrating differences. And we are so much in in, in culture and in the world now which is amazing because we should have been doing that years and years and years ago. We're kind of behind, but we're getting there. Um but no, I just, I would say be real, be authentic. And and also don't be afraid to brag about yourself a little bit. That was the hardest part of the casting process for me was that Jesse Tannenbaum, who's the casting director. I remember having my initial interview with him and he was like, look, Brett, like you've spent the last five minutes talking about your brother, Phil and your dog. You haven't said one thing about you. And he said, they're going to stop the interview on you. And I was like, oh my God. And there he's like, you just have to talk full send about you. Like, we want to hear all about the achievements you've had, what you've done. And I'm like, that makes sense. I did cry during that pre-interview with Jesse because I was like, "Wow, newsflash! Like, you need to start talking about yourself." But no, I just it made perfect sense. So don't be afraid to brag about all the obstacles you've gone through to get yourself here. Because be proud of that.
0: And what is next for Brittany? Is it a musical career?
1: You know, <laughs> are, are you coming out with an album um- that we need to be aware of? So I would say what's next for Brittany is that I, um, a a lot of the details are still getting finalized today and probably Monday, um, but I should be going back into the classroom in two weeks. Um, I will start being a building-based sub because obviously I can't take my own classroom because of me missing the cutoff, but that's okay. I'm going to building base in a school that teaches three to six, which is wonderful because that's the grades that I'm really interested in teaching. Um, So that should be very, very fun and stylish. Um, and then I start teaching my dance studio on Monday, like officially like start my first day, um, teaching them back again, which should be very exciting. Um, doing lots of TikToks, lots of social media stuff, because I'm just trying to navigate this new world of social media that I'm in, um, which has been very interesting and has taken me some time. Um, But also just traveling because I don't know where I want to live next year in terms of where I want to teach full time I definitely want to find a place where I can do everything that I'm interested in, Um, and hopefully some live theater because I miss performing I just I miss singing and dancing and performing in front of live audiences. Obviously I have that BFA in theater performance. I want to use it. Um, I do have a musical lined up in August of 2022 that got postponed two years because of COVID. So if that musical goes up, then I should be good to do my first show in Buffalo, but no, I'm excited. I just, I'm keeping it open. Options are open right now, but definitely going back to teaching, definitely going back to teaching at the studio and just living my best life with a lot of Disney tricks.
0: All right and now it's time to play the lightning round.
1: Oh my god okay cool. So
0: I'm gonna name you a couple things and you tell me which one you prefer. Okay an iPhone or an Android
1: iPhone. Oh my god. thank God X finally changed his tune. X was team Android for like ever and he finally got an iPhone. So X congratulations. iPhone all the way.
0: Would you rather make plans or just wing it?
1: Oh make plans. I am one where like schedule is my thing make plans
0: baseball or
1: football no not allowed you can't make me choose <laughs> am am i watching it or playing it um watching
0: watching i'll say
1: okay if it's watching it's football
0: okay and if it's playing it's baseball baseball okay which is,
1: I get which, is- right.
0: <laughs> which is worse you can't stop sneezing, or you can't stop the hiccups.
1: Um, can't stop, can't. Which is worse, hiccups? Worse. Hiccups okay. be way worse.
0: Vanessa Hudgens or Vanessa Carlton?
1: Vanessa Hudgens. Friends or How I Met
0: Your Mother? Friends. Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer.
1: Uh Scream. Sunrise or Sunset sunset ping pong or air hockey ping pong oh for sure disney or marvel um, wait but disney marvel's in disney now so both so
0: so (laughs) both Both. okay
1: (laughs) so i don't even have to choose because marvel's in disney so disney
0: (laughs) whistle or hum whistle and who's your favorite golden girl Blanche, Dorothy, Sophia, or Rose? Blanche. Okay. Blanche. And now can you tell everybody how they can contact you and keep up with you?
1: Yes. Um, so how you can contact me and keep up with me, I have a TikTok and Instagram and a Twitter account. My TikTok and Instagram are both Brittany underscore D'Angelo, and then my Twitter is just Brittany D'Angelo, no underscore. Um, so those are the main ways you can uh, continue to keep up with me. I go live the most on TikTok, so I usually do about one live a day on average. So be on the lookout for those; they usually happen sometime in the afternoon-ish. Um, but no, I just that's how you contact me.
0: Awesome, and be sure to follow me on social media, guys. On Facebook, I'm Official Mike Rand. On Twitter, I'm at, at @mike_rand_com. My website is mike_rand.com, and Instagram it's at Official Mike Rand. So once again, thank you so much for joining us here today. I had a blast.
1: Oh my gosh, Mike, thank you so much for allowing me to be on the show. I literally had so much fun. This was so cool.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you guys for watching and we'll talk to you all soon. Yes, bye
1: bye everyone.